Welcome to the DOW Freedom Fighters Podcast, bringing a light and mental toughness to your everyday life. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. All right, folks, we're here. This is uh, Freedom Fighters Podcast. Uh, welcome uh, our guest. We have uh, Randy Birdsong with Headhunters TV. Randy, welcome. Thank you for having me, man. Appreciate yeah, it. Man. Appreciate you being here. Appreciate you, fellas. So, we're just uh, wanted to get you on, man. Talk about hunting and, and the hunting industry. I know, you know, I know your story, but not everybody here in this room does, and not everybody out there, our listeners. I just wanted to kind of give us a rundown, man. How you coming up, you know, and, and got into the hunting industry a little bit. Yeah, man. It uh, for me, it was something that growing up, you know. That's, that's all I could think about. I mean, you know, most kids are they're going through everyday life thinking about playing professional baseball or professional basketball or, you know, anything like that. And it, for me, it was always hunting. I mean, from day one, I, you know, I was, I was a big baseball player growing up, but that, that never was my number one passion. Hunting was always my passion. And I grew up, I can remember, you know, my grandparents, they had a feed store, a little feed store down there in Neelyville. And I'd work in there in the summertime and in the summertime, all the new hunting, you know, DVDs. And back then it was VHS tapes. Right. <laughs> but uh, for, for anybody that can remember, you know, putting in the old VHS tape. But that's when, you know, a lot of them was coming out for the new year. And I can remember I'd, I'd get on, I'd order, I'd order whatever, whatever was new, you know, coming out that year. And I, I'll, I'll never forget, you know, sitting there in that feed store waiting on that UPS man to come. You know, just watching down the gravel road, waiting on him to pull up. And as soon as he got there, I'd take that box and I mean... I ran way faster at that than I ever did in baseball to get to that get to that VCR to, to stick that you know that hunting tape in there. But I mean that's the kind of passion that I had, and and honestly I just I took that and uh, and just used it as fuel for the fire. And you know I had you know people ask me all the time you know what does it take or you know you think I can make it? And you know my my answer always is the same. I mean anybody in life can make it at anything. If they put forth the effort, I'm not the best hunter in the world. I'm, you know, I don't, I have never claimed to be, you know, there's people that's way better hunters than me, but I saw something I wanted it. I had a passion for it and I put in the, the effort to make it happen, you know, and I got lucky. I caught some lucky breaks along the way and met the right people. And, but, uh, you know, getting back to kind of how it all started, like I said, it, it started out as a passion, obviously. And then you know, my last couple years of high school, I worked in that feed store and I'd save up, you know, in the summertime as much money as I could. And I did that for a couple of years and bought my first video camera. And man, I'd go with whoever I could go with, you know, I'd, I'd go and, and film. And if I could get somebody to tag along with me, I'd get them to go, you know, and didn't know anything about what I was doing or <laughs> I knew what I wanted to do. I'd saw it on TV, you right, know, that's, right. that's the, that's the thing like, you see it on TV. I can do that. And, uh, I can tell you that where I started at and where we are now are totally different places, <laughs> but you know, that's, that's, that's part of the, that's part of the fun of it though, man. And, and, and uh, just, just learning. learning and I still learn to this day, whether it's hunting or, or from the production side or, right. you know, anything that we do or touch. I mean, it's, you learn on a daily basis if you want to learn. Right. And, uh, but I, you know, I did that for a couple years and, and put together some, some stuff on a VHS tape and, snuck my way into the archery trade show i couldn't get nobody to get me in so i had to sneak in back then the badge police wasn't near as bad so you could if you had any houdini skills at all you could you could slip your way in there and that's what i done and 
I, I carried in two VHS tapes. I'll never forget it. And I, I had kind of in my mind, I'd always watch the Drury Brothers. Yeah. Yeah. I'd always watch Jay Gregory yeah. and Don and Candy Kiske. Back then, that was kind of the three, you know, up and coming. They not not to say up and coming, but three of the newer kind of on top people in the industry that was in that, you know, that video industry. So the first, I, I just made up my mind. I only had two VHS tapes. And uh, there was three I wanted to give them to. I just said, well, whoever the first two I run into or if I'm lucky enough to bump into them, I didn't even know at the time if I'd see them, right, you know. Right. But uh, just as luck would have it and probably the way it was supposed to work out, I ran into Jay Gregory first. I gave him one. And then I ran into Don and Candy Kiske and gave them one. And about two weeks later, Candy actually called me and said, hey, you know, I don't know what your plans are for this year, but I know you're wanting to do this filming thing and – um, you got a camera, you know, we're, we don't have a television show yet. They were still doing VHS tapes at the time. Actually at that time they were doing, they were getting ready to do their first DVDs. Yeah. And, uh, she said, but if you, you know, if you're going to film anyway and you get some stuff on camera, you know, we'd look at using it. So just as luck would have it, man, it just, just honestly, just pure luck. We went out that year. I'd met up with my buddy, Jason Bosaw that I ended up doing a lot of stuff over the years with in Southern Illinois him and I started filming together, and we shot like five really nice deer that year on camera, and they ended up using every single one of them. Nice. So it uh it, that that's kind of what sparked the whole thing, and then from there, um, the following year they started working on Whitetail Freaks, which became you know a hit television show on the Outdoor Channel. So I was one of the first original teams on that show. Whenever they got started, there was four of us on there, four teams. And I did that for about three or four years. And really that that exposure from that show and them allowing me to be a, a big part of that show is really what kind of, you know, give me that end to the industry as far as meeting people, making relationships, and just really them allowing me to utilize their platform to be able to to air my own stuff off of and to be able to get seen across the country. It uh that that's pretty much what kind of jump started my career and you know, at the time, it's kind of the other part of that is it's it's kind of a crazy story that I tell, but um, a lot of people ask me the same question, you know, and it's it's kind of intriguing, I guess, to a certain extent, but of how the outdoor channel works and how that that kind of that side of things works. And uh, man, for me, like I, you know, I didn't have a lot of money growing up. I I wasn't born with a silver spoon in my mouth. I I pretty much worked for everything that that I've ever had, you know, and. Um, Whenever we, I got the chance, you know, we, I was getting out of college. It was my last year of college, so I was at that crossroads to where it was like, okay, either you you go get a real a real guy job, you know, or a big boy job, or you roll the dice and you throw everything you got into it. Which for me wasn't much. I didn't have much to my name, I can tell you. And uh, but I was like, you know, I, I'm heck with it, man. I'm I'm going I'm going for it, you know. And I I. I had met the guy, you know, the main, the, the marketing kind of director and the program director at Outdoor Channel. I'd met him through Whitetail Freaks, and I called him up one day, and his name was Jeff Wayne. And I said, Jeff, I got an idea for a show. And he said, okay, let's hear it. You know, and I kind of gave him the pitch and kind of what I wanted to do. And he said, well, do you got anything for me to look at? And I said, yeah, we put together a little, you know, a little sizzle reel of, of kind of what the show is about. And he said, well, send that over. So I sent it over to him, and he called me back the next week, and he said, man, he said, just as luck would have it, he said, it worked out. He said, I had a cancellation. You know, back then at the time, outdoor television was booming, yeah. you know, so getting yeah, air, yeah, everybody was after time slots. Yeah. So uh, getting, just getting a place on the outdoor channel, you know, the biggest outdoor network 
that there is still to this day getting us just getting a spot of any kind on there was a big deal and he called me and said hey i just luck would have it i had a show that dropped out uh couldn't get the funding and uh we want to offer that spot up to you and i was like that's awesome man that's awesome he goes well you want to talk about the money part of it or i said not really but uh i guess i guess that's coming isn't it and uh he goes well you know the the time slot on the outdoor channel they're pretty premium right now he says it's gonna be about two hundred and fifty thousand dollars and i'll never forget I, i'm pretty sure i puked a little bit in my mouth <laughs> when he said that because i was thinking to myself let's see two hundred and fifty thousand dollars i've been making about three thousand a year <laughs> uh, about the about time i'm 80 i think i could probably get that that one year of airtime paid off and he goes well the good thing is you only got to pay 10 percent of it up front and i said oh that's that's cool that's only twenty five thousand. so let's see that's about that's about eight years there and he said i said man there ain't no way i can do that you know and he's like well, well what do you got and i said well i said you got to give me a day and i'll never forget i went home and i'm telling you i went through every sock drawer every piggy bank Everything I could find that had a dollar in it, I think I ended up coming up with about $5,000 to my name. And I called him back that next day, and I said, I said, I, I ain't got 25000 He said, well, what do you got? I said, 5000 He said, I'm sending you a contract. And knowing what I know today, there is no way that I would have ever signed that contract. But being a 20-year-old dumb kid, you know, I thought to myself, well, I mean, what? I'm, I'm going to sign it. I mean, not thinking that. You know, it's basically like going to the bank and borrowing the money. Yeah, you can put your name on it, but they still expect you to pay for it. And I didn't have a single, I didn't have a single partner, uh, not a single company that was behind me at the time. But that being said, that just like anything in, in life, that gives you that when you put your feet to the fire like that, it's like, all right, I gotta make this. I got one choice, yeah. and that's that's to make it yeah. because I ain't got the money to lose. <laughs> So I'm either going to make it or I'm not. And I went out and just, you know, lucky, man. I, I, met, I made some good relationships and, uh, and had some people that, that was in my corner that believed in what I was doing and what I stood for and went for it, man. Here we are 10 years later. So that's a pretty long-winded story, but uh, I, hopefully somebody out there will find it interesting of, of how that all transpired and a little bit of, of kind of behind the scenes of how the, the outdoor TV world works. You know, most people, honestly, most people think, hey, they look at what we do and they say, oh, man, y'all make millions every day. You know, you go out there and all you do is hunt for a living and the Outdoor Channel comes and buys your show, you know, and that's that couldn't be farther from the truth. You know, I mean, we're we're all, we're the ones that absorb the risk and take the risk and go out there. And yes, we do hunt. But a big part of our business is going out and finding those companies to be able to go out and sell advertisement for. That's what they're doing when somebody says, hey, I got a sponsor. I got a sponsor for this project. Well, a sponsor, you know, a sponsor can be at many levels. You know, a lot of people, a lot of people shoot for bow companies and they get a free bow. But when we say we got a partner on the television show, what we mean by that is we're partnering with a company that not only wants us to promote their products and use their products, but they also believe enough in our show and our show gets good enough ratings that they're actually paying and buying advertisement right. on our show. In return, that's that's why you know we're pr we're promoting their products, and we've got a platform to be able to utilize their products on, and and in turn, that's how we build our budgets, and that's how we pay for ourselves and our hunts and and our production guys and and everything that goes into it. So it's a it's an interesting it's an interesting business, but about 180 degrees away from what most people kind of see from the yeah. from the outside, you know. So 
uh, it's it's been a it's been a wild ride, man. Ten years, we're we're airing our tenth season now. I, awesome. I told somebody the other day it it uh it makes me feel pretty old. It's, it's starting to show my age a little bit, but <laughs> I guess I got started early, so I ain't that old yet. You know what's what's cool about it is is uh, I've, I've taken some notes here of some of the things that you've said, and and number one, you know, you said I hope somebody finds this story to be cool or interesting, and and man the the really cool thing about that is, is we've all got a story. We Absolutely, really do. Yeah. We've all got a story. And I've always said this, um, man, if you want to have a cool story, you know, like we're listening to yours, people that, that don't know you, they're going to find this cool. And I've always said that, man, if you want to have a cool story, go do cool things, you know? Um, right. And, yeah. and it's really not that hard uh, if you'll do what drove you to, to, to create this cool story, it was passion. Yes, right. And like yeah. you said, man, it, it doesn't matter if it's baseball. I know that's one thing your brother's pushing after. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, for me, uh, it, it can be something totally different. But that passion that you were talking about is something that, that what we're trying to inspire in men in general, doesn't matter, again, if it's hunting, um, you know, if it's fishing, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's to go back and, and find that passion. If you've never had one, man, hook up with somebody oh, yeah. a, until you find something, yeah, you yeah. know, that, that drives you to this yeah. next point. And this is what I'd like for you to kind of uh, let these guys know that are listening is the challenges. Oh, yeah. You know, the challenges. You said, um, I didn't know what I was doing, but I knew what I wanted. Right. And when you know what you want, yep. the challenges that come, you're able to embrace a challenge in a different way than it is for something you don't want to do. Right. Yeah. And and I said this, uh, I've said it in Meadow, I said it uh, Sunday as a matter of fact, and, and maybe this is something you can run with a little bit. If it doesn't challenge you, it doesn't change you. Right. Okay. If it doesn't challenge you, it won't change you. You said that I'm a lot better today oh, yeah. than I was the day that yeah. I started. So, so I, maybe just go out a little bit on, on just some of the challenges that, that you've had to, to, to face that's changed you that can help encourage somebody yeah. in a challenge there. And, 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 and like, you know, to kind of build off what you said, I think first and foremost, I think a lot of people think, well, I got I to gotta be great to be passionate about something. And that couldn't be further from the truth, you know. Like just like I said when I first started, we we've built a career, a successful career, out of not being the best hunters in the world, but being passionate hunters that show and and that you know that transparency comes through on the television show that we truly love what we do. Right. And right. you know, I, I had an interesting. We we went to uh, we were at Bowfest a couple weeks ago and. You know, Michael, we've been friends with Michael Waddell for, for years, which is, is cool in another aspect because I can remember in 2002 of walking into that same ATA show that I was talking about earlier and walking up and seeing the line across the room to meet Michael Waddell. Right. And I never met him in my life. And I, and I get a kick and we laugh about it all the time now together because I walked up there, you know, 18-year-old kid, that was just about in tears to get to meet Michael Waddell. Right. I thought it was the coolest thing ever because right. I was so passionate right. about that side of things. And that's somebody that I truly look, looked up to for, you know, inspiration. And, and 
man, I walked up there and got his autograph, and I still got, you know, that signed Team Realtree license plate with Michael Waddell on there. And two weeks ago, I was at Bowfest, and we were co-hosting, you know, events right. at Bowfest together. Yeah. So I don't say that in an arrogant way. I say that to show kids and to show younger people. You don't even have to be younger generation. Anybody in life, right. you can have a passion for something and a drive and a dream yeah. and go for it and, and, and just have the work ethic and, you know, just come across with good ethics and good intention and, and show people that you're truly passionate about it and you're going to be successful. You, you know, yeah. you, you, hold, you hold the keys to your car. You just got to gotta get in it and put the keys in and drive it. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, and that's, I mean, it's, I don't know, it's, it's pretty cool to see that, that whole full 360 yeah. degree, you know, kind of evolution of everything. And um, I don't know, I, we kind of got off on a tangent there, but what, what else, what, can you think of anything else that uh, I can hit on, you think? Well, well again, I mean, if back if on you what you were have, saying, have embraced those challenges, right? And you would have, you would have quit. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Number one, you don't even build that relationship with Michael Waddell, but also think about the relationships that came from the challenges oh, yeah. that you overcame. Hundred percent helped not just, uh, you know, further your career, so to speak. But there's th these are relationships mm -hmm. that you know you can contact people. Oh yeah. When, when you need some of that advice. And or, and the challenges and the hurdles, you know, we talk about challenges and hurdles. The other thing about getting something started and kind of the mindset, I feel like I feel like you have to get your mind in the right place whenever you start one of these journeys because you got to know going in, anything that's worth having is not going to be easy. Oh, that's it. Yeah. And anything worth having is going to have some giant hurdles. Oh, yeah. And it doesn't. It can be financial. It can be mental. It can be. It, it can be a lot of yeah. physical. It can be a lot of things. Sure. There's a lot of different challenges, and it affects you know every single person in a different way. Yes. You know, but uh. With, with with doing what I you know what I started it was it was challenging in a lot of different aspects because the money obviously was a challenge for me I you know I was putting a lot on the line but you kind of it's weird and and I try to help you know now looking back on it I try to help whoever I can get started on that kind of stuff and point them in the right direction because that was one of my hurdles is I almost felt like you know, if you wanted in the television business, you were out on an island by yourself. Right. You know what I mean? Trying to swim in an ocean. Right. You know, because here the, all these guys are that's, you know, they they started on TNN and then they started, you know, an outdoor channel started. And these guys are having, you know, they've got long-term careers and very successful careers and are honestly like public figures. You know I mean? They're, they're intent. They can be intimidating sure. to walk up to and try to talk to if they'll even give you any information once you do walk up right. to them so right. like trying to find that right avenue and trying to find that that right road to success was a big challenge for me and and one of the one of the biggest uh ways that i overcome that was just you know being blessed and lucky enough to hook up and lean on the few people that i could pick up along the way that that would share that information right. that that you know they might they might have a relationship with Joe over here that's, you know, got an aero company or got a tree stand company over here, somebody that's in the production side that can bump up the level of production a little bit to where your stuff stands out a little yeah. bit more than the next guys. And just leaning on those guys and just trying not to swim in the ocean by yourself. You know what I mean? Like it, it just, and what I mean by that is don't ever be too prideful to try to overcome stuff 
alone. Yeah. There's always somebody out there, if you look hard enough, that's got, that, that they've got the resources or they just got, they just got the shoulder to lean on, man, when you need it and, and somebody to talk to. And I mean, honestly, man, that for me, that's been a blessing over the years of just having those people in my life and, and being able to show them that you're trying the best to be a good person and that you're doing it for the right intentions and, and to be able to utilize them and they want you to utilize them. Right. It's not like right. you're you're out there you're trying to use somebody. I mean, it's a two way street. I mean, the guys that help me, I would give my my shirt off my back right. to them. You know, because I I under fully understand that if somebody helps me, man, I, it don't matter if it's the smallest thing or the or the largest. My life wouldn't be the same without each and every one of them. Right. And I owe I'll always owe them, and I'll always know that I owe. Sure. Them. Yeah, we talk about that a lot. You know, with when you're talking about you know. Uh, Having having that purpose and, and using those, you know, we we push a lot on this podcast about not being alone. You know, a lot of people struggle with that, especially right now. You know, man, with this coronavirus, there's a lot of people sitting at home. They've lost their jobs. They 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 you know, or they're just sitting there waiting. You know, dwelling and, in it. yeah, they're dwelling in it. And they're they're sad. You know, they're they're lonely. They're sad. Depressed. They're depressed. And and you know, like you said, you know, you're all talking about on the business side. I'm talking about on the personal side, but. You it goes hand in hand. It, it goes hand in hand together. Yeah. Because Absolutely. you'll find out in business, and all you guys are in business, you know, but you'll find out that you you have just as many personal struggles with the business uh-huh. side as what you do business struggles. Yeah. And Absolutely. and finding finding that way to overcome that and and to be able to bridge that and and to be able to kind of you know make mo- both of those go hand in hand and flow together is is challenging at times. I mean, it's it's no different than what I do. I mean. I've got a partner in a show with Nate. You know, everybody knows who Nate Hosey is that does a show with me. Yeah. You know, him and I are like brothers, but, you know, there there's challenges there. Sure, you know, him absolutely. and I fight like brothers. We we love each other like brothers, and we're going to fight like right, brothers, right. too. I mean, absolutely. you know, but... We understand that we leave. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it, it, that all, you know, all of that is part of what makes it come full circle and, and what makes it go around, you know. And it takes... There's give and take with anything you sure. do. You know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. You know, and that's like like I was saying, you know, with with not being alone, you know, I mean there'll be times that, you know, like Aaron and I Lee and I talk about every day because we work with each other, but like with Aaron, you know, there'll be times that I don't see Aaron for, for a week or two, you know, or whatever and and but nothing changes, you know. So those those bonds that you make, whether it's a business bond, whether it's a friendship, you know, we need to encourage people to find something that you're passionate about because let me tell you something, somebody else is passionate about it. You know, I don't care if it's if it's hunting. It's why you know that's why we take veterans out. You know, um, on the hunts. That's why we want people to get into the outdoors. And I know you guys do too in the industry. Mm-hmm. You know, because it is you know to me and to others, it, it's a it's a therapy. Yeah, it's, oh, it's a, yeah, hundred you know, percent. You you go out there and you're you're in peace. You know, and and, and don't connecting with God. And you know, there's just so many things that you can do. And that's why we push it, you know. Yeah, and take it and take it for what it is too. Like, don't you know? Don't go out there. I see it, man. I see it so many times. But with with people, you know, they they think that, well, I got to shoot the biggest deer, you know, and I'm not I'm not happy unless I shoot the biggest deer. And and so and I'm gonna be honest with you. Like, I went through a phase in my own career that I was like that. Sure. And I'm I'm I'll sit here and tell you that I was. Now it got to the point. It got to the point to where I started putting too much emphasis on that side of things and not enough about why I was there and what I was actually doing. And I've seen it happen so many times and some people don't come out of it. And, uh, and that's what I was going to say, you know, do, you know, don't matter what you do, be passionate about it, do it for the right reasons. Because just like on the hunting side, 
I see so many, I see some people that I, you can tell, I mean, you've seen them. I've seen them. Everybody in this room seen them. You can, you can watch them for five minutes and you can tell, okay, they're not passionate about hunting. They're passionate about having a show, having a show or, or you <laughs> or, know, or the publicity they're yeah, getting off of right, it. Right. And the feed, yeah, the feed and, and my, you know, like for me, like I can honestly say I've been passionate about it from day one. I mean, yeah. it's, it's who I am. Right. I, I wouldn't know if the show ended tomorrow, I don't know what the crap I would do. Right. Cause right. I, I mean, that's all I've ever known, yeah, you know, I've, I've known Which, you for a long time and I, I'm telling you, I, I remember, I remember you, uh, out there at the feed store, like you're talking about, you know, we'd come over and, and, and uh, family get togethers or, fam- you know, just doing some whatever we're doing there at the feed store. And, and this guy was out there shooting his bow. I don't care if he was 110, and I don't care how little he was. I mean, I, I remember <laughs> yeah. he always was out there shooting. shooting. Shooting gallon paint cans in the feed store <laughs> yeah. and putting getting holes in, in them, getting in trouble, yeah. <laughs> but, but like I said, I mean, and I say that and also will say that, you know, you can also be, you don't have to be great at it. But just be passionate. Just that's do it, it for the right reason. That's all. You know, that's all. It gives you purpose. You yeah. Know? And that's that's one of our big pushes. And, and, and people, you know, they don't have that. that per- you know, if you don't have a purpose, you're going to have drive. Because yeah. you don't, what, what are you driving for? You know, so. All you got to do is strive to be better. That's it, it. It doesn't matter if you're, it doesn't matter if you're in life. You're talking about life. Right. Or if you're talking about hunting. Or you're that's talking right. about playing baseball. Yeah. Just always strive to be better. That's all. That's all anybody can ask. Absolutely. Right. I, I think uh, one of the, the biggest uh, keys to, to what you just brought up that, that relates to, to, to something that everybody can grab a hold of, it's what you choose to place emphasis on. And I want to put it to you this way. You, you, were, you were really open with us and, and honest and, and talking about that, that point and period in your life where it had to be the big boy. You know, it had to be the Mac Daddy of them, and 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 when you didn't get that, how many chances, Randy, did did you get to have a do over for the one you missed? Think about that for a second. How many chances did you get if you missed the big boy to get to do that over? None. Yeah. None. Zero. But what you do get, and what we all get, is a chance to do better. That's right. And if we place an emphasis on being lonely, if we place an emphasis and we're passionate, because I believe you're going to be passionate about something. I believe all of us are going to be passionate about something. Unfortunately, we place too much of an emphasis on not getting the big deer, so to speak, or, or yeah. how we failed. And, and, and we choose to emphasize that part of our life. And what that does is that, that, that keeps us on that island by ourselves. Oh, yeah. You know, it gets you into that depression. But if we could just place an emphasis on, you know what? I don't need a do-over. I just need to do better. And I'm going to do yeah. better. You know, what would have happened after that third time you missed the big boy and go, you know what? That's just That's it. it. Yeah. The emphasis is I'm, I'm not that Well, guy. you yeah, get, you get like on the hunting side, too, you get to the point to where, you know, you've raised that bar so high to where it's got to be this it's got to be this to make me happy it's got to be this to where all of a sudden you figure out and you find out and i did myself you find out well this none of this is none of this is fun anymore you know what i mean i don't feel like i'm i don't feel like i'm you know i'm doing anything out here because i i I have set myself completely out of the race at that time Hmm. you know and and i i i pretty much come full circle back to you know like okay hunting hunting's supposed to be fun here like how do we make this fun 
you know, and, and, and I figured out that how you make it fun is you go back to what hunting is supposed to be about. It's, it's about being out there with your buddies, being out there with your family, going to deer camp, you know, right. that's something that I look forward to as a kid, man. I, oh, yeah. when I was four years old, I, my, my grand, my dad, and my grandpa was going to deer camp and they got all the way to deer camp, opened up the camper and figured out I'd packed all my clothes in there. <laughs> because I didn't want them to leave me, you know, and they turned around and drove home and got me and brought me up there and I got to spend weekend at deer camp. Yeah, and, yeah. and, you know, like, you know, my dad and grandpa, they, they also started taking me out to Colorado whenever I was seven years old. To this day, I can drive west and whenever I see those mountains, man, it makes me, it gives me giddy. Again. Yeah, I get giddy on the inside and it brings me back to being a kid again. And that's, that is more of what hunting, you know, people look at hunting and they say, oh, hunting's just killing. Well, they don't know what hunting is because hunting, right. hunting is a hundred things more, a hundred times, you know, more than just killing. Right. You know, there's so much more that goes into it that the killing part of it is just a, uh, that's just a very small part that doesn't really even matter one way right. or the other, right. you know, in the grand scheme of things. But a lot of people don't, they won't ever get that either because they didn't take that chance to go try something new and to, you know, right. get out there and see what it's about. Yeah, and that's why we push it so much, you know, about trying to get people out in the outdoors and, you know, um, and, and man, I, I think it's just, <clears throat> and here's the deal, and I was wanting to touch base with this too a little bit, Randy, because I know, man, we're all under attack right now. The hunting industry. Oh, yeah. The gun owners, the hunters, the just the, if, even if you just like to clink around, shoot. We're all under attack right now trying from you know trying to take our, our our rights our hunting you know and these are things that you know um we can even get biblical with that because you know god said these are for you to to eat you know these are for you to provide i'm providing you with these you know and and so <clears throat> let's talk about that a little bit of how how you know i know you see it i know there's a big thing going on right now in the hunting industry about this um trying to protect our rights and and our our freedoms, if you will, for for the hunting industry and for the hunting hunters, doesn't matter if you're in the hunting industry. And I, I know the hunting industry, the NRA, they really push to protect those. And I know mm -hmm. you, you know you know what I'm talking about. And and uh, I want to touch base on that because you know and, and see what your mindset is because I know on our end, man, you know our voice is only so far, but uh, your voice is a little farther, you know. And I know there's other people out there trying to push this. You know, what's your thoughts on that? I mean, I know you feel the same way. I know. You're... Oh, yeah. I mean, I think it's something that affects us all. You know, it, it don't matter what level you're on. I mean, we're going to feel that effect if it, you know, if they if they come and try to take our guns or try to, you know, shut down hunting season tomorrow, it doesn't matter if you've got a television show or, you know, if you're just a hillbilly that's out in the sticks that loves right. to hunt. I mean, it's going to affect everybody. And we try, you know, we try to use our platform, I guess I should say, to, try to just be good, you know, a good repre representation of gun owners, of hunters, of outdoorsmen, and be able to show that in a way to where it, it truly tries to make all of us look better. Right. You know what I mean? Because it, I think that's part of it is it's how it's portrayed. Yeah. You know, a couple of years ago, I did a lot of stuff uh, on the show with, with trapping. You know, trapping's mm -hmm. always yeah. been, and that's, uh, you know, trapping's been under attack oh, yeah. big time, just like guns and, yeah. and hunting and everything else. And, you know, I, I said going into that thing, I said, you know, I want to show this because I think it's, I think it can truly help mm -hmm. if it's portrayed the right way. Yes. And like, yeah. I was very adamant about every step of the process, you know, from when we videoed everything that we did to when it got edited to when it got, went to the outdoor channel, I watched over every step of that because the last thing 
that I wanted is something getting out that didn't portray that the right way to where it could backfire on us as trappers or outdoorsmen. Right. And it's the same way with it's the same way with with every American out there. Whether you've got let's face it, every single person just about has social media anymore. Right. So social media is basically you know that's your 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 life to the outside world right Look and in. and it, i think it's all of our responsibility to be able to portray that stuff the right way because you know it, it if you if you stack up you know if you stack up a, a bean bag you know you put you throw a thousand one bean bag down there on the floor it don't matter but you throw a million of them all of a sudden you've made an impact and that's what i'm saying that's what i'm trying to get across it doesn't you don't have to have a television show right. to be able to portray that message i mean Every one of us has a responsibility to portray that message the right way to where when everybody's doing that, it, it looks it looks way better on the whole overall plan, you know, right. and, and direction. Absolutely. So we all got the responsibility, like you said, you know, it's and that's about in anything in life and you know, stuff going on with police and all that stuff, you know, they try to take one bad thing that happens and turn it in like, well, they're all that way. Yeah. But it takes but what needs to be said is like there's a million great police officers a million great outdoors oh yeah and 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 i think like you said having us taking the responsibility of being you know responsible gun owners you know take not going out and hunting the right way right yeah stuff like that you know and people people you know they kind of take for granted the whole social media side but man and i keep i keep bringing that up but man in these days in this day and time you know that's what that's basically like um if somebody flips on, you know, a social media channel, whether it's Facebook or social media, and they go and they look at, at your profile or yours, you know, that that is basically your life in a nutshell. Yeah. You know, so if you take a if you take a mountain of apples and you throw one bad apple in there, it's probably not going to spoil the whole pile. But all of a sudden, you got half good apples and half bad apples. That spoils the pile pretty quick. Right. And that's what I mean by you know when I say it's all of our responsibility to what we're showing, but. You know, it's a that's a big deal to the outside world because believe me, they're paying attention to that stuff. Yeah, and they and they feed off of it. They you know, be. so we got to do our part. Absolutely. When you talk about responsibility, I know you've got a a big event, a huge helpful event, uh, not just for uh, this community but the St. Jude uh, coming up. Uh, talk a little bit about that and. Um, why, why, do you, why are you even involved with that? Well, about so about 10 years ago, my wife and her sister, they uh, they were big into the, the marathons, doing the marathons, you know, in Memphis and stuff. Yeah. And um, they, they kind of got into the St. Jude one. And honestly, like at the time, uh, I hadn't really, really thought about it, you know, too much. And, and they said, well, you know what, what can we do for, what can we do for a fundraiser? And me, you know, being on the, the outdoor side, I was like, of course, you know, I, I instantly went to the out, you know, the outdoor sure. direction. And I said, well, you know, why don't we do a, a bow shoot or something, you know? And that was like, heck, that was probably close to 10 years ago. And we started it as a as a 3D archery shoot. And I don't know how many we had that first year, but I want to say we raised like, I don't know, $15,000 or something like that. Maybe not that much. It might have been more like 10000 and so we did the bow shoot for a few years, and then, and then we were like, we got to the point where we're like, okay, how we make this thing, how we take this thing to the next level? Like, well, you know, how, how I felt, you know, that we did that is you basically just, you transition into everyday people. You don't, okay, now all of a sudden you go from, well, you got to be a bow shooter right. to come out and support. Well, now, you know, anybody, anybody can come to the banquet, and we tried to form that, you know, and build that around kind of that mindset to where, Let's not limit this just to archery shooters or 
you know, whatever. Let, let's open this thing up and grow it into something that, that everybody could get behind. Because let's face it, man, like when you look at it, St. Jude Children's Hospital, that's oh, something that, yeah. you know, you, probably everybody in this room can has got somebody that cancer has affected, right. you know, and Absolutely. and it's bad enough no matter who it is. But, man, when you talk about a kid that's oh. affected, I mean, it. I, I don't have anybody personally like in my family but it's touching enough to my heart that now I got a little girl and, and that's the last thing I'd want to see. You know what I mean? So it's a, I don't know. It's just something that I've always took pretty serious and, and tried to do every possible thing I could to, to grow it as big as we could, because I know deep in my heart that it helps so many people that are unfortunate that are going through that. And, and, you know, it, it just, I don't know. It kind of, it kind of heals my heart a little bit to know that it might not be, everything that they need at all but every little bit helps and that hospital does so much for those kids man of, oh, of man. being able to you know if you're 18 or younger you can go in there and i mean they're going to put the family up while they're taking care of you know they're going to do everything pay for everything yeah, no and it's ran it's ran completely donations. off of donations yeah, yeah. yeah so so events like this is what they what they you know rely on and even this year you know it's you go back to those challenges talking about the challenges and the hurdles oh here we are you know 2020 man I don't know where I ain't got nothing nice to say about it. I can tell you that it's been a crazy, it's been a crazy year, but, um, you know, with all the, all the COVID stuff. So here we are, you know, we're faced with this battle of, okay, you know, we got this big event. What's the right thing to do? Well, I mean, do you just lay down and die, you know? And, and, and so if you, you say, well, maybe it ain't the right thing to do to have a, you know, have an event. Well, Go ask, go walk down the hallway at St. Jude Children's right. Hospital and ask those kids if, you, if they think it's the right thing to have a banquet during the, the COVID crisis. Right. You know, I guarantee you, if they, if, if I guarantee you that they might not personally know us and personally know what we're doing for them, but I guarantee you'd put a smile on their face and know that there's going to be 800 people there Friday night that's going to be raising money for them. That's right. Absolutely, man. It's a great, it's a great thing. It's a great benefit for a great cause. You know, like you said, they're, they come out of that with nothing i mean they don't have to pay anything you know they're care they're taken care of and and their families and when you see these kids too like they've always got smiles on their face oh yeah you know i mean it gets overwhelmed like you you can watch videos and you know you look at stuff and oh it tears me up man man, i mean here you got you know you got a kid that's that's given up everything that they know everything that they have just to fight for their life and they still got a smile on their face and and i think you know i know me personally i mean I think you can take stuff for granted all the time whenever you watch a video like that. You really you you realize real quick how good you actually have it. Oh, man. extremely humbling. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. But it is pretty cool man to see too like, you know, flipping back to the outdoor, you know, the the side that side of things and and kind of what we get a chance to bring to the table there, but it's it's cool to watch the manufacturers that we work with cuz like you call them up and you know, even though it's been tough in the industry over the last few years, you're like, they're like, okay, what do you need? Like, well, we got this St. Jude benefit. What do you need? Yeah. Where do you want it sent to? You yeah. know, so it's pretty cool to see yeah. those companies that, that we've been blessed to be able to work with, be able to step up and, and, you know, they don't even ask a question. They're like, where do you want it sent to? Yeah. You know, and, and that's, that's been a big part of our banquet and our, you know, our fundraising has been those products, you know, from all the companies that we work with. So it's been pretty cool to see them get behind it and us be able to at least feel like we're contributing a little bit from what we can do on our side. That's amazing. And I, what I love to see is like last year, you, especially the way this world is, like there's so much negative, so much negative. Then you see like this community and then like all these people that you're involved with just come together 
It's just a room like yeah. everybody knows for why one, we're there. For one night, you can put politics aside. You can put all your worries away. You know, you, you're not arguing about petty nonsense stuff. And everybody knows that when they come through that door that night, everybody's on the same team and they're on the same page. And, man, it really makes you wish that more of everyday living and everyday society was like that because it's a pretty dang good feeling if you ain't never been involved in it. It really you is. Know? It's unfortunate that, you know, it does take that for us to realize that and do it, but I do want to commend you, the guys uh, that, that helped put that together, um, for not just seeing the video um, and, and it tugging at your heart, but responding to that. Yeah. I believe that's all of our responsibility. Mm-hmm. You know, to do something. When you can do something, do something. Right. Uh, you know, like you said, cancer's not a respecter of any person. That's we right. All, it won't take us long to go into our family tree to find out that how we've all been affected mm-hmm. in some way, shape, or form. So, um, man, I just appreciate you taking that uh, uh, platform that God's blessed you with, given you, and, and turning around and using that as, as, hey, this is my responsibility. Help because I can. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we got, I appreciate it. We, we got a great team too, you know. Oh, yeah. My sister-in-law, Miranda Fickert, man, she, she's a, she's a workhorse and, and she's a big part and a big reason why it's as successful as it she has been. And she, she's a. All of them do. Even yeah. at night, man, there's a bunch of group. Of yeah, there, we got a good, we got a good group that, uh, that gets behind that and, and really puts in 110% to make it what it is. It's, it's a great, it's a great uh, thing, man. We, we appreciate like, not only just the St. Jude stuff, man, like, I remember the first time I met you was last year at the St. Jude's. I mean, I was intimidated. You know, I'm like, this dude on TV. <laughs> and, and, I mean, super, super humble guy. And then we got to go on that hunt together, man. It's just like sitting down with you. It's like, man, we've known each other for 20 years. Man, get, getting back and, and, and touching on what Aaron said, you know, earlier about the hurdles and, and kind of getting started. You know, you, you brought up something there, and I, I appreciate you saying that. But um, what I was going to say is – you know, for, for all everybody out there listening that wants to get started and, and as we were saying earlier about how and, and what it takes, man, it takes a lot of drive, it takes a lot of different things. But being humble and staying grounded and staying who you are, I can honestly say that it's never been about us killing the biggest elk or killing the most turkeys or killing the biggest deer that's made us successful. The biggest contributor to making us successful that and the reason that we're on air 10 years later is because we're the same exact dudes that we were whenever I walked into that ATA trade show 10, 11, 12 years ago. Yeah. And that's the honest truth. We, we've never, we've never been successful because we've been a show that we've killed the biggest deer, but you can watch our show and, and, and I, you know, I don't want people to say, Hey, you know, I want to be able to hunt with those guys. I want to say, Hey, I want to be able to go and camp and hang out with those guys because they're having a good time and they look like good dudes right. and they're down to earth. I mean, honestly, that yeah, yeah. I can't stand, I can't stand ego. Yeah, it's it's a pet peeve of mine. Like I, you know, look, you guys, what you guys do and what you did, you're the heroes. People look at at what what I do and they go, oh man, you know that guy's a hero. He's on TV. No, I'm a redneck that got lucky enough <laughs> to be able to get to shoot stuff for a living. Right. You yeah. guys, you know, it's a different, it, it's a completely different thing, and and I want to make sure that we drive that home because I'm I'm serious, I'm, I'm adamant when I say that. Leave the ego, man, at yeah. the door. Seriously, yeah. it don't matter what you're doing. It don't matter if you're playing baseball, if you're playing basketball, if you're trying to 
get a hunting show on the outdoor channel, that will not get you anywhere. I right. can promise you. I, I can I've seen it a hundred times. Sure it'll have, it'll yeah. get you way further being yourself and letting people figure out if they like you. Don't don't try to be somebody you're not. Yeah. Because you can only do that for so long on TV too before somebody figures out, well that ain't that guy. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Yes. So be yourself. It don't matter if you go out there and shoot a four pointer. Be dang jacked up and be excited. If it excites you and you wanted to shoot it Go shoot it. That's right. You know, yeah. it don't have to be a 170. <laughs> well, I can attest to that. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, especially speaking my language now. I, I, I met Randy. It was really funny. He probably doesn't even remember this, but when I met him, it was in my it was in my office down at Neatherville. OB Hag brought him in there. And, of course, Brad, he always tries to do something funny. He's not as funny as he really thinks he is. Uh, I hope he's listening to this one day. I hope he will. But, um, man, I, I can tell you. Uh, that that the day I met you then, as to what I see right now, that was ten years ago, right at ten years ago, uh, and and I just appreciate you not uh, being one of those people that that yeah. that says I'm humble, that says that <laughs> yeah I you want you to come it, and yeah. hang out, but but now getting to uh, sit down with you doing something like this, man. Uh, definitely hometown, and I appreciate that. No, I, for, I appreciate what it's it. Worth to you. No, I, I really appreciate it. It means a lot to me. I'm serious. Like I, I'm, I tell, especially the younger generation, man. You know, they're always coming up. Hey, what do I need to do? What do I need to do? Well, right. the first thing you need to do is just be yourself and be humble. Yeah. Work hard. Yeah. Have a good work ethic. You know, and, and dream big, man. Dream big. Yeah. I, I can tell you. Be and, passionate about that dream. Yeah, and don't let and don't let one guy don't don't let that one bad apple spoil your chances of doing something that you're dreaming about your entire life that's you right. know yeah. that's another that was another big hurdle you know talking about hurdles man there's a lot of hurdles but <laughs> <laughs> going to going back to those hurdles i can tell you i had i had for every one person that told me hey i think that's a good idea i think you should do that i had a hundred that told me how stupid i was right that right. told me i needed to go get a real job or told, told me what i was doing was you know say you need it yeah you need to quit playing and you need to go to work right you know well yeah. It's worked out, hasn't it? I, I guess. Laughing now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that that that's great, Randy. I mean, we really appreciate you coming on and, and talking to us, man, and and telling your, us your story. And and man, we we just appreciate you being as humble as you are, and uh, and doing what you do. You know, like going on a hunt with us, yeah, man. Especially you, with veterans. Hey, too. man. Yeah, you people that don't know, like you know, he helps out veterans. He went with those. He didn't even worry about hunting. Like he came out just to hang out. In fact, he told me. I don't. I don't. Yeah, yeah. It's, just I'm going. I'm going to hang, hang out, out with these a guys. Bunch of knuckle draggers. Yeah, and, you know, <laughs> bunch of purple heart recipients. Barely man. Really eat crayons. Just, hey, yeah. so. <laughs> you don't have to be a smart guy to realize that if it wasn't for you guys and for those guys, I wouldn't be able to be out there sure. doing the things that I do that I get to enjoy <laughs> every single day. So shoot, man. Like I said, you guys are the real heroes. I mean, and I sincerely mean that. I mean, it's you know, it means a lot to me. Uh, to be able to know that that I got guys in, in, in our corner for this country mm. that goes out there every day and lays their life on the line for us to be able to enjoy. So, yeah, appreciate, we appreciate it. Yeah. We, uh, we, we appreciate that. And I know everybody out there listening and, and all the veterans and all the guys that are in active duty that listen, they, they appreciate that too, man. Uh, well, guys, I think we're going to uh, wrap this up. Randy, once again, man, we appreciate you coming. Oh, yeah. Thanks out, for having man. me. We'll do it again. Yeah, yeah man, right. absolutely. All right, guys. Uh, Thank you guys for listening, and we'll uh, talk to you guys on the next episode. Be good at it.